0: The Cyclone Fanatic podcast is fueled by Cody Road and recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studio. Reaction podcast to Iowa State's 61-50 loss today to Oklahoma. Obviously, this is not an instant reaction. I did this very strategically for a couple of reasons. One, I wanted to see the results of some of these afternoon Big 12 games so I can go a little more in-depth on that scenario. And two, uh, it's always smart sometimes after tough losses to kind of gather your thoughts, do that sort of thing. So I came back home, got into the studio, and here we are. I want to thank our presenting sponsor, Carl Auto Group. They've been on board with us for a really long time. Really good people. Absolutely love them. You'll see me driving around in my Chevy Colorado Cyclone fanatic Carl Chevrolet edition truck, boom! Let's uh, get to today's reaction and what was obviously a, you know, really just a, one of the worst halves of basketball you've seen Iowa State play in a, you know, in a while. That that probably the worst half of the season. Maybe I don't know if that or the Oklahoma State second half. Right? You you kind of look at those two games. Um, you shoot thirty one percent from the field. The crazy stat to me look at field goals Iowa State attempted 58 field goals to 41 field goals by Oklahoma and still loses the game by double digits that's crazy that's a crazy stat what does that tell us tells us that Oklahoma turned it over 18 times Iowa State wins the turnover battle here 18-5 to and still loses the game by 11 that is some atrocious offense ladies and gentlemen so Iowa State turns over Oklahoma 18 times and gets 14 points over those off of those turnovers. That number has got to be higher. That's how Iowa State wins basketball games. It's how Iowa State won earlier on in the season. They're not doing it now. Um we'll go through notes that I took in this one. Essentially, once Iowa State is in the half court at this point, you are you are in a total Coin toss of a situation, but it's probably not that good as far as your odds go. You're in a you're in a living on a prayer, as the Bon Jovi song once said. Right now, when it comes to Iowa State's half court and uh, in the sets, let's let's start and and I want to make it clear this is not an individual problem for anyone. Um, but the the biggest difference I see right now in some of these second halves for Iowa State is jaron holmes is not effective uh he looks like a broken player right now 414 today 0 of 3 from 3 0 of 3 from the free throw line you just think of so many times in the second half this year where points were hard to come by good looks were hard to come by because this is a limited iowa state offensive team we all know this it's been the case all season and jaron holmes was able to bail you out in many 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 circumstances not today uh and it hasn't been that way for a while now uh i don't know if it's the scouting i don't know if jaron's hit a wall i don't have the answers to that but he's not you know he's not that um innings filler type guy he's not that closer that iowa state had early on and and, and, and frankly, so let's keep talking about this and go read Jared Stansbury's column too. He got more um, basketball heavy on this stuff, but I want to go through uh, some of the other issues today that have been lingering for a while. You did see Caleb Grill, but he's one for six, right? Um, Gabe Kalsher, you know, he's team leader with twelve points, four of eleven. He hit three threes, okay, but he's still not the not anywhere close to the same guy that you had early on. Um, I'm getting a lot of questions. So why isn't Trey King playing more? Trey had nine minutes of action today. Uh, only had one foul, so it wasn't a foul trouble type of deal. I I, I think and I and again I'm not um, I'm not a ba- I'm not too nutty of a basketball X's and O's guy, but I've watched the sport enough, watched this team enough. I I think the King thing is um, when watching tape, nobody's guarding him. He hasn't made enough shots, you know, and I, I think that's one thing where they're just choosing Koontz over him. Um, and, the, and that's kind of the case with Lipsy, right? You just completely back off of him. Teams have scouted Iowa State so well with its offensive efficiencies. And I think that's the probably the case with Holmes. They're just pressuring the hell out of him, and he's not a very good ball handler. Uh, and then, you know, I don't know what to make of Caleb. That was his first game back. I'm, I'm more anxious, I think, to see how he looks on Monday night when West Virginia comes to town. Uh, Robert Jones had a pretty good game with seven and seven, but we all know he's not a guy you can you know rely on. And, and kind of the same with Oshuni when it comes to the Trey King thing. It's just like you don't have to guard him a certain amount, and so what. The spacing really, really sucks right now for Iowa State's offense. And to begin with, it's not a very good offensive team. Where does the coaching come into it? You know, it does appear that Iowa State's getting out coached in these second halves because you keep seeing it time and time again, right, where Iowa State's blowing these leads. And I don't know what it comes down to. You know, is it, is it they're tired? Is it I, – I do know they missed a ton of layups today. You know, Iowa State won, what five at halftime, yeah, 28-23. Felt like Iowa State should have been up by 15 right there right so that that's not necessarily bad coaching it's just god like everybody was in hilton felt that way make a damn layup you forced 18 turnovers so you did a good job defensively you did what you were asked and you you got off 17 more shots than the other team you shouldn't lose by 11 that's really difficult to do that's actually it's damn hard to do that's how bad iowa state's offense is right now so where do you go from here if 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 your buddy is telling you this is a bubble team, no, it's not. Iowa State is safely in the NCAA tournament. That will happen. They will play in the NCAA tournament. So just stop with, with all that. Get way too much of that on my Twitter feed. They're going to the NCAA tournament. Will I, – I could make an argument, and this is not putting – lipstick on a pig or anything like that. They might actually have a better chance to get to Des Moines now that they are not going to be a top 16 seed. Because when you're a top 16 seed, you are you're in the situation where you know you're 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 competing with Creighton, you're competing with um Kansas, you're competing with Purdue whoever to have that spot in Des Moines where you're not going to win that now because Iowa State would be so far down there. Well, now if you're a six or a seven seed or even a five seed potentially, um, you you could potentially be – and I have pretty good sources telling me this too. So whatever. That's not a silver lining. It's just – it is kind of just what it is here. I I do think, you know, the Monday game against West Virginia is really, really big. If you win that, you've – I believe or mathematically uh, you've eliminated your possibility to play – on Wednesday night in the Big 12 tournament, um, I'm really not that concerned about Kansas City. I I truly kind of think that it'll be like last year. You know, hopefully they don't lose by 40. I don't think Iowa State will make a run in the Big 12 tournament. And, and this is not – God, it's not rocket science. Anybody who watched the game today, you you feel the same way. It's just the whole second half of the season. I mean, so you're going to have to rattle off three in a row to win a champ. No way. It's, it's, this team's not good enough offensively. It's just, it's just not. I mean, do I think they can play some pretty good defense down there? Yeah, absolutely. But I, can they score enough points to win three games? Absolutely not. I just I don't believe it. So at that point, it's really not going to affect your seeding either way. Whatever, losing the first game. I mean, obviously you don't try and lose, but I don't, I don't think it matters at this point. Monday's a big game because you just want to get off of this get that bad taste out of your mouth right cuz you're not going to win at Baylor and then you you deal with whatever you get dealt in Kansas City and and it is what it is i mean it'd be awesome Beat West Virginia, you lose to Baylor, get one in Kansas City, right, and then get the hell out of there. That would be, I think, ideal just for a confidence because this doesn't look like a confident basketball team. It doesn't look like a team that has any sort of swagger. The whole, like, junkyard road dog thing we saw earlier in the year, you're just not feeling it right now. And I would make the point that we saw the same thing last year, okay? We saw the exact same thing last year. Everybody left them for dead. They scored 36 points in a home game against Oklahoma State right around this time. And nobody gave them any chance going into the NCAA tournament and you rattle it off and go to the Sweet 16. Will that happen this year? I don't know. We're going to have to wait and see. But it wouldn't shock me, would it you, being battle-tested in this league, getting out of it. it It wouldn't shock me. So again it's just it's it's hard because last year's team's so different, right? Like you you can't really stack them up with this one because it's it's a totally different team, but it's the same style, it's the same coaches, it's got the same type of core and and, and we've seen them do it before. So I'm not I'm not counting this group out. Heck no. I do think Monday's big, though. Th- th- this was a bad loss, right? And this was a big loss because you had that opportunity to win a couple in a row at home and really get some momentum going into March. And this is a dud. This is the worst loss of the year. So now, you know, can you bounce back from that? Like, again, like, I, the the seating and all that stuff, I really don't think it matters that much unless you would go and win at Baylor. You know, and I, I don't think that's the case. Just stop the bleeding get to march yeah you know, that that really is kind of how i feel right here and it, you know and, and there's also just the stark reminder of expectations right and we all got excited when this team was 6 and 2 even though some of us myself included were trying to tell everybody that you know this probably isn't a big 12 championship type of team but it was fun Enjoy the ride for what it is. Uh, This will be a tournament team. They're going to go to two tournaments in two years under a new coaching staff, and you've got the best recruiting class in school history coming in in the summer. That's a good thing. Um, Really uh, just – that was just an ugly game, though. It was brutal, not fun to watch, uh, really just, like, painful to watch, actually – and Iowa State has to get a lot better. You know, no matter what. You know you know the stat that stands out to me the most? The worst stat of the game, and there's a lot of bad ones. Six assists. Six assists on eighteen turnovers or eighteen field goals. That's bad. That that tells you your your offense is completely, completely lost right now. So we'll see what happens. We've seen this team bounce back before. I'm not really confident going into Monday. You look at the one win down the stretch here against TCU, and that was a pretty sketchy one. I told you guys afterwards I didn't think that they played that well. So we'll see what happens. I'm I'm not at all optimistic right now, but it's still Hilton Coliseum, and and that's why they play the games. We will talk to you guys, the Williams & Bloom podcast, coming up on Sunday. Connor's going to have all of your coverage from the Iowa State women's game against TCU coming up here later tonight. Thanks for listening. Hope you're having a fantastic weekend.